Welcome to the Bull and Bear Show with Michael McGuire of McGuire Retirement Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieve your retirement goals. And now, here to help you with your financial questions is Michael McGuire. Hello and welcome back to the Bull and Bear Show. My name is Michael McGuire and my company is McGuire Capital. Anytime during today's show, if you'd like more information, just give us a call at 405 760 5863. You know, old President Joe Biden recently signed an inflation reduction bill. Now, I don't know if that is uh, the correct way to label that, but <laughs> anyway, um, today's show is going to be talking about what inflation reduction uh, what that that what that act actually means to you and me, and so I think you're going to find today's show uh, pretty informative. You know, the Inflation Reduction Act includes cash incentives for purchasing. Guess what? Electrical ve- electric vehicles, yep. tax breaks to accelerate the country's move to renewable energy sources, and potentially a reduction in healthcare costs for Americans uh, by allowing Medicare to directly negotiate prices with who? Drug manufacturers. So, um, going to be an interesting show. Um, you heard Tony just a while ago. Tony Shore is my co-host, and Tony, welcome back this week. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Michael. And uh, yeah, the Inflation Reduction Act, I think that Congress's goal when they pass these bills or name these bills, I should say, is uh, when they come up with these titles, it's irony, right? It's the irony of of the whole thing. (laughs) Uh, The title is ironic. And uh, usually you read the title of the bill and the bill probably what's in it has nothing to do with the title or it's the exact opposite. That's what I've learned over the years. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Yes. And that's that's just any bill, any politician. I, I've found that <laughs> that's the case. So uh, this will be a fun discussion, uh, somewhat fun. We're going to talk about uh, the negatives and uh, if there are positives in here, we're going to talk about those as well. But uh, it is going to be a fascinating show today. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on the show once again. I've had a crazy busy week between family and work. This is just, uh, wow, it's nonstop right now. How about for you, Michael? What have you been up to? You know, I just got back uh, just last night. I've been in Minnesota. Minnesota, and, uh, as we like yes, to call it. Yeah. Uh, it was hard to leave. It was 66 degrees, and I arrived at 98 degrees in Oklahoma. Um, so, <laughs> uh, But it was great. I was up there uh, in the green room shooting some uh, new videos for my website. And also, I attended what we call the Million Dollar Mines. And it's a it's it's basically 
a group of, of professionals in my business that share ideas of what's working about the economy, what's going on. And just, it was, it was a lot of, it really wasn't much of a, of a, a vacation. I was in class, Tony, from 7 a.m. literally until 9 p.m. We were, we had uh, the whole entire day blocked out. Uh, but, but what a wonderful way to go. I met people from all over the country. And ironically, I met two people that for right here in Oklahoma that I didn't know that, um, was up there with me. So, uh, that was awesome. And yeah, that's I, great. I, I, I'm looking forward to sharing what I learned with my clients and, uh, uh, this topic today, you know, Tony, I want to talk about before we get into this too much, you know, inflation, Tony, what, when you hear the word inflation, what does that mean to you? Uh, it means I'm paying more for goods and services. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it means prices are going up. It means prices are going up. It means that the purchasing power of our dollar is getting le- it's getting eroded. It's less than it today than it was last year. Right. And, and you know they put a number on that, and that number happens to be eight percent higher on the, on the limited things in the basket that they look at. Now the truth is, there's a lot of things that are up way more than eight percent, and. It, 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 in effect, is a tax on everyone because um, especially my my older clients that are, are on fixed income, um, you know, that's that's that uh, crazy um, black swan event, something that, that you you might not have prepared for. You might not have thought after, you know, a couple of decades. Well, this is the worst in, in a long time. Um you know, if you're only earning two or three or four percent on your money, and if you got all your money in the market, you're actually way, way down. And then on top of that, um, you're paying 16 percent more on groceries. You know, um, you're paying it's just everything's more. It, it really is a burden on people and young, young families, all families. So it's important it brings and drives home what a really good financial advisor can do for you. Uh, the type of portfolio that you need to be in right now is much different, Tony, than it was even a year ago. Um, it, it, that this is why you need somebody like myself that is going to create a plan for you, especially if you're about to enter into retirement or you're in retirement. So, um, it's important to understand how inflation will affect you and your family in your lifestyle. It's important to not have all your eggs in the same basket. You know, we always talk about diversification, but we also talk about three unique buckets. And the first one, is what I call cash. That is uh, not like cash you think of in your wallet or your purse, but it is that type of cash in an instrument that can be converted to that within a year. So anything that's liquid that doesn't have severe penalties or no penalties to convert it to walking around money cash. You got to have some there. You got to have these basics covered in an emergency. You know, I talked to you earlier in past shows, uh, my car, I blew an engine, you know, that wow. that's, that's, uh, yeah. can be a very expensive thing. Yeah. Then you need to have money set aside or it's going to put you and your family and really in a tail, tailspin. And, um, 
So is inflation. So you need that bucket there. The next bucket, Tony, is a bucket that that I it's growth. It's things that have more risk. Uh, it's things like individual stocks, mutual funds, exchange traded funds, but things we call it red money. It's things that um, that have the potential to keep ahead of inflation, but yet carry sometimes significant risk. In, in that bucket and then the last bucket we call our green bucket which is our very safe bucket um, those three styles of buckets are, are, are vehicles that every single person i feel like needs to have in their portfolio and then within these buckets let's talk about the red bucket because we're talking about inflation today and it's a great way to keep ahead of inflation uh, however when you go through what's called a bear market, remember our show's named the bull and the bear market. Bull markets when things go up, bear markets when things go down. Right now, uh, you know, for the past 70 years, I know they're changing the language on this today, uh, but folks, we're in a recession. A recession is what? A recession is two quarters down. Yeah. I don't care if the media is spinning it for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had that. We had two quarters down. Yeah. And, and it may continue or we may get a little worse if, the, you know, the Fed's raising the Fed. interest rate. And that just, could push us uh, further down, couldn't it? Yeah, just did it. Fed, Fed is needing to put the brakes on the economy and yeah. how they do that. Yeah, what they just did this week is raise rates another seventy-five bips, point seven five percent. They raise rates. Well, you know, let, let, let's talk about this type of inflation, and I'll get back to my to my red money. Uh, this type of inflation is artificially made. Now, what do I mean by that? You see, we've all lived it. They shut down, and I say they, all the governments, shut down the world. They, it, We came, Tony, I know in our lifetime, we've never seen anything like this. In our parents' lifetime, where, where literally the world kind of closed for business. And you can't help, when that happens, um, worry about a major depression. So what did they do? They printed more money than several. I think it's more money in the in the last uh, 24 months than was printed in like the last 70, 80 years. It, it's some crazy. I'm close to that. But 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 the bottom line is they flooded all of us with cheap money. What do I mean by that? Yeah. Well, they did it in SBA loans. They remember those forgivable loans. Remember oh yeah. When they pay people to stay home and not to work. Yes. Well, all that flooding created. You know, go figure. You give people a lot of money, they're going to go do what? They're going to go buy stuff. They're going to spend it. Yes. That's and what so, we're good at is spending money, not saving yes. it or investing it, but we're really good at spending it. So, so you shut down the world. You shut down America. You throw all the money you can at to stop us from going to depression. So people, you know, and, and people did what? You know, it's very interesting. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a student of the market. And um, 
what what shot up and went crazy? Things like Amazon, because we we were at home, we were locked in our houses, bored to death, and we got on the internet and we started buying stuff because we had this money, this free money coming in. So you had you saw companies like that just go crazy. You saw companies like Zoom that that created this technology where you, you could actually have a meeting with somebody at home. You know, um, so. You throw all this money at it. Well, no wonder that that inflation happened, because if me and you are selling widgets, we're selling whatever (laughs) and we're getting we're getting this these orders coming in through the Internet to buy our stuff. But, Tony, we got a problem. Our problem is the the workers in the warehouse are at home. They're being paid to stay at home. And so we started to see shortage of supplies. I know everybody listening to me has lived this. I mean, still today, go try to go to a car lot and see how many new cars there are. There's still a shortage of chips. It's crazy. So what caused this artificial inflation? Well, this huge amount of money shoved into the economy, people still not able to create the goods and and manufacture the things that we all wanted and had the money for. So... Economics 101, higher demand, lower supply equals higher prices. I don't blame the company. They only have so many widgets to sell. They've got all these orders. What's the most logical thing to do? Raise your prices. You keep raising your prices till it quits being sold. You know, so and we've, we've, we've seen this in everything now. So that that is my Lindsay, Oklahoma, simple. And I have a degree in economics, by the way. Um, But there's no need to try to make this, you know, try to make myself look smarter than I am. The truth is that this is pretty simple. You throw a lot of money at stuff that you don't have a lot of stuff that you can buy prices. That's inflation. Now, we're the Federal Reserve. Fed is has has a major tool in their quiver uh, a major arrow that they pull out and they use to stimulate the economy, and that's interest rates. But unfortunately, they were at 70-year lows. Interest rates, as everybody listening knows, I mean, you could buy a house at two-something percent, you know? Um, yeah. That stimulates the economy. They yeah. did that also, besides printing money, to get us all to do stuff, to buy goods, to buy businesses, to buy land, buy homes. Um, so now they waited too long and they've started this very, uh, hey, unprecedented, very rapid, big number increases, 0. 0.75, 0. 0.75, 0. 0.75. That has what effect? That has an effect to slow down. Here's the danger. You'll hear the terms soft landing, hard landing, where they're talking about, think of an airplane. We're flying an airplane and um, (laughs) either we're going to have a hard landing on that airplane where it's really rough and passengers get, get shook up and God forbid we actually have a super hard landing and crash. Or we have a nice soft landing where, where yes, um, it, it wasn't easy, but, but the landing, you know, was soft. That's what the Fed's trying to do. They're trying to have a soft landing on the economy. Not going to happen, folks. My opinion is they waited too late. 
Um, we already have inflation making you and I think about or rethinking about buying that luxury good or going out and eating as much because because we only have so much money. Now, when you when you make things even cost more, maybe I won't go buy that new home because now interest rates are six percent and that monthly payment's getting out of reach for me. So I think we're going to have um, a very hard landing. I think, and, and folks, I'm guessing, I, you can guess right along with me. I've had three decades at this, and I feel like I'm making an educated guess, but I'm guessing. Um, I, I guess it's going to be pretty tough to, to pull off a soft landing. I think it's impossible. Right. So you better, you better prepare yourself for that. So back to those red assets. I told you I'd get back to it. That bucket number two, <laughs> uh, uh, that bucket number two, red assets. So ass, these, these are assets that are in the market. They, they're companies. You know, what does it mean, um, the S&P 500? What does that mean? Well, that's just a bucket full of 500 of the biggest companies in America. That's all that means. And we call it an index and, and we put a price on that. But a lot of people follow that. Now, when I started 30 years ago, they only talked really about the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which is 30 stocks. Um, and then we had the NASDAQ. The, the NAS, those are the three main indexes. The NASDAQ, when you hear that, that is is our uh, internet type companies, uh, yep. technology type companies. That's what you mainly think of when you hear that. Well, all three of those indexes went way down starting in January. And they kind of found a bottom and then they kind of all went retrench. We call it. They went about halfway back up. Now we're headed back down again. We're headed back down because folks, it's not rocket science. It's common sense. If you own a stock or a company, you own something that produces a service or goods. And in a recession, which is what leads when you have inflation and you have the Fed raising rates and what we really already are in, but they're not calling it that. When you're in a recession, business slows. So if you and me and in the audience, if we've created a company and we sell, I don't know, uh, I'm going to say widgets. We sell widgets and we were super people. Everybody loved our widgets and we bought, they bought them from us and we just grew and grew and we're all happy. Everybody in the audience is owners and they're happy. And then all of a sudden the economy comes to a screeching halt. People are no longer wanting to buy our widgets. Mm. And now what happens? The value of our company drops. So if you've got money in that second bucket, that red bucket that owns companies. I want you to be mindful of the environment we're in and I want you to make changes if needed. Now for me to tell you what changes to make, you got to call me. I got to do a risk analysis. I have to sit down one-on-one -on -one with you and see what you're currently doing. And I will give you, it typically takes me three meetings before you become a client. Now I'm going to tell you why. I'm not in it for a transaction. I'm in it to transform what you're doing. What I do is, is not sell you a fixed index annuity or sell you a mutual fund or sell you stock. I'm not in it for that. I'm your, I'm the wrong guy for you. If you want a salesman, that's going to try to sell you a product. That's not what I want to do. I want to create a true holistic financial plan for you. And that plan will involve 
um, many things. But before that plan can can even be conceived, I have to know you. I want to know what keeps you up at night. I want to know. I have a simple called, ironically, Tony, it's called the color of money risk analysis. You know, it it identifies um, how much you personally should be in red money, green money, yellow money. This is is um, the very first step for us to get to know each other is for me before you come in, I'll most likely will send you a little text and you'll click on it and you'll take 11 quick questions. And it's going to give me a number for, so I get a little idea. Then I'm going to see what you're currently doing. And then I'm going to schedule a second appointment with you. Normally a week out could be a week and a half out. Um, And I'm going to really go to work on what you're doing. I'm going to know, what you own. I'm going to provide for you a compass report. I'm going to provide for you a social security uh, report. I'm going to give you that color of money report. I'm going to go to Morningstar and I'm going to understand everything you own. And then I'm going to look at, at, at what your needs are, what your magic number is, how much you, how far out are you to retirement? Are you in retirement? Are you 10 years out, 20 years out? And then I'm going to find out what that magic number that you need to have the lifestyle you want. And then I'm going to teach you and show you how much you need to be putting away each month to get to that goal. And it's ever, um, changing in the fact that life changes. You have grandkids. God forbid you have people that pass away. Um, you get a raise, you get fired. There's, there's, we will, we will adjust the plan according to life, which means that you and me need to have a relationship where that you're comfortable with talking to me. And so when, when you become a client of mine, you are going to really know who I am and I'm going to really know who you are. And you're going to know that I care that I'm not in it to be a transactional person for you. That's not who I am. I I'm in it to make your dreams come true. I'm in it to make sure that when events like is happening right now in 2022, when we've got runaway inflation and we've got the stock market in a free fall, um, that you are protected and you protect yourself, not by putting everything in red money, not by putting everything in green money, but, but by the answers that you give me, I will know how much you need to have in in no risk, how much you need to have in in growth assets, how much you need to have in cash. We're going to lay out the, the second meeting is when I'm going to really lay out for you what I discovered. And uh, I'm going to let you look at that. We're going to talk about it. it's going to take about an hour and then that third meeting if you so choose is when we're going to put the plan into action which is we are going to uh, open the accounts up for you transfer the money you don't even have to talk to the surrendering firms if you don't want to we'll reach out and bring it over and then we will meet again once we have the assets in and we will develop uh, or deploy our plan and uh, so Anyway, long-winded answer, Tony, but it's what <laughs> no I, this is what I love, you know, sure. the, the, this process in, 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 in having inflation thrown at us, it just drives in why you need to call me. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, uh, the, the question with it does, and I'm glad you went over that because 
you know, making sure you have your assets properly allocated and understand your own personal risk tolerance is a huge way to make sure you don't make wrong decisions with your finances that could cause you your retirement or put a dent in it. And you, with the markets being volatile and interest rates going up and inflation, you need to keep that in mind. And as far as this new Inflation Reduction Act and what it means to you, uh, I think that uh, there's a lot there and we're going to get into it, but we should probably take a quick break here. Before we take the break, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to put a plan in place, Michael. Absolutely. Easiest, best way is to pick up the phone and give me a call. Michael McGuire at 405-760-5863. What that call is going to start is a conversation between you and me. And when we meet, I'm going to absolutely complimentary, just a one-on-one without any obligation. But you are going to walk away with my book, Tall Ships and Small Ships. And that is an excellent guide. And I will reference that book throughout uh, when when we're visiting. So just give me a call, 405-760-5863. All right. Sounds good. Listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of the Bull and Bear Show and our host, Michael McGuire, after this. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where their retirement assets should be invested. At McGuire Capital, we created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at mcguirecap.com or call us at 405-760-5863. That number again is 405-760-5863. And welcome back to the Bull and Bear Show. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. I'm here with our host, Michael McGuire. And wow, you blasted us in that first (laughs) segment, Michael, with so much great information and just stressing how important it is to have a plan in place and be properly allocated when everything that's going on is going on. And uh, we're in the thick of it right now. But, uh, you know, this Inflation uh, Reduction Act, I have to put it in in quotes uh, when I talk about it. But, uh, you know, it's crazy. So I I think the million dollar question, or in this case, I guess, uh, in this situation, the billion dollar question, how in the world do they expect to pay for this bill? Yeah, I mean, first, let's talk about the bill. The bill was passed. Uh, It certainly was not a piece of bipartisan legislation by any means. No, it was not. uh, Yeah, it was passed the Senate on a 51-50 vote on August 7th, Tony. And Vice President Kamala Harris uh, casted the deciding vote. So it just squeaked through. Uh, the House on a 220 to 207 vote on August the 12th. And so President Biden then signed the legislation into law. So many of you will likely recall news stories um, uh, going on about Biden's proposed Build Back Better legislation, which was essentially a much larger proposal that included many of the elements from this particular act, the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, After rounds of negotiation, it was clear that Build Back Better was not going to make it through Congress. And thus, they scaled it down a bit, they renamed it, 
and this act was born. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah, Tony. and you talk about bipartisan. I mean, it was right down party lines. Not one Republican voted for it. Not one Democrat voted against it. Yep. And like you said, you know, in the Senate, that's the way it went. I mean, uh, right down the line, and the Democrats had 50 votes, the Republicans had 50 votes, and then Kamala Harris, the VP, cast her deciding vote, and of course, she's a Democrat, so it passed. Um, and there's good and bad, right? I mean, obviously, there's a lot here. Um, you know, it talks about a lot about climate change in this bill, doesn't it? It does. You know, I think it's fair to say that climate change is one of the bill's top priorities. Uh, it invests more than $360 billion in energy and climate change programs. Wow. So that's going to take place, Tony, over the next 10 years. That that includes significant incentives for people looking to purchase, what, electrical vehicles. Um, so you're, you've seen states come out like uh, California. Mm-hmm. Um and and they're talking about doing away with fossil fuel cars. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think this bill. Um, <laughs> oh boy, I don't I don't want to offend anybody out here, but I, I think it's crazy in the sense. Of course, I live in Oklahoma, and oil and gas is a big part of our country and mm-hmm. state. Um, I get it. We all want to do good things for the environment but you know there's always two sides to the story and Mm. i've done a lot of homework on this stuff um the problem i see with electric cars right now is the fact that that there's a lot of infrastructure has to be built oh yeah we Um, don't have the uh, the power grid in absolutely no way no no. could handle uh, a big switch to electric right now no so they're they're pushing this really fast and hard um also, I've seen the mining to get those lithium batteries, uh, the strip mining. It, it's pretty ugly on the environment too. Um, mm-hmm. The 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 life of 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 windmills and in in uh, uh, the batteries. You know, you got to do something with them after. So, I just want everybody to have an open mind when they hear things on both sides. I, hey, yeah, I I. I uh, with those statements, you you see where I lean a little bit, um, but but both sides, I try to I try to have a open mind and I try to listen to everything around and I try to be yeah. reasonable because quite frankly, um, my clientele, I've got people to the far right, middle, far left, a little bit, you know, everywhere in between, sure. and I want to do the right thing, you know, uh, Tony, I, I I say this. A lot. I've served the Lord first, and I serve my family, and then I serve my clients. And I want to serve my clients, and I don't want to judge my clients. I'm going to tell you my two cents. What I love about um, some of my really close clients and friends is we may be polar opposites, but but we have the ability like you did years ago to argue and still walk away friends. And I think that makes for a healthier uh, country. I think that allows us to really think about our positions. I've changed my mind on things. I've changed other people's mind on things. So when we're talking about this particular bill, I'm not very happy with it. Uh, It seems to me in a world where I've got a lot of, of inflation that it's actually throwing 
fuel, so to speak, on the fire. <laughs> In other words, uh, we're throwing more money at things. That's inflationary. Mm-hmm. I, the, the very name of this, I don't like. Um, I, I, I just, I think it's a blatant lie. <laughs> so sorry, I do. Um, but we have to deal with it. It, it. It's happening right now. So those who support the bill, they claim that it will reduce carbon emissions by almost 40% by the year 2030. Well, it's 2022. What is that? Eight years, right, Tony? Yep. So, um, which is uh, about 10% less than what Biden, Biden was, <laughs> President Biden was hoping for. So it, in his Build Back Better legislation that did not pass. Um the goal is really are two different things. So only time will tell if um, that number's correct, if we really are going to um, have a 40% decrease in carbon em- emissions. My other problem with this, and whichever side you, you, you fall on, um, I got a problem that if we're the only ones worrying about it, if China's not worrying about it or India folks we're not gonna make much of a of a dent it's (laughs) just not gonna happen so then it leads me think is it all about the money and let me tell you it's always about the money (laughs) so um (laughs) i i now so here i am a financial advisor i have to give advice good times bad times great times horrible times I have to look at the landscape and see where the money is flowing Mm -hmm. to see what industries are going to benefit from what legislations that come down and get passed. And so that's my job. And so I have recommended companies that I might not feel like, um, I don't know, fit my political view, but it fits my view of making clients money. And so I try not to be persuaded either way. I want to I, I want to look at good old common sense. I want to look at the the financial numbers. I want to look at the income, the balance sheet. I want to look at the company that I'm looking at. I want to look at the mutual fund that I'm looking at. I want to understand what they own inside of it. I want to know what something called standard deviation. I want to know if this company or this group of companies called a mutual fund or exchange traded fund, if it moves lockstep with a given, let's say the S&P 500 index. In other words, if those average 500 companies in that index go up 10%, does this stock go up 12 or nine or right on the money 10? What is its standard deviation from that index? That's important to me. There's things that I look at, these things I'm saying, now you don't have to know, that's what you hire me for, but I wanna know the PE ratios. I wanna know the price earnings ratio. How much are you paying for that company? To make it simple, the lower the PE, the more of a value it is. The higher the PE, the more multiple you're paying for what that company earns in a year. So those are things. I want to look at a chart. You know, charts can tell you things. They can tell you patterns. They can tell you where it's going. So there's fundamental analysis. There's there's people that just look at charts. There's people like me that look at both. And those things help me inside of that red money category because I want you to think about this. Think of of our economy as seasons. Mm. You know, 
we go through different phases of the weather. Well, we go through different phases of our economy. And I'm sure I've said this on this radio program. We've been doing it for a while, but but I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you there are value companies, there are growth companies, there are companies that are in between, there are small capitalized companies, medium and large, meaning their size. How big are they? Are they a ten billion dollar company or a hundred billion dollar company? Um, so you want to, and then you, you create a little square and, and you just picture a bunch of, of, of squares inside that large square, you know, picture a plus sign being drawn right inside that square. Those are style boxes, small cap, medium cap, large cap, small value, medium value, uh, large value, value to companies. You need to own a little bit of all those. And if you have an advisor or a stockbroker that hasn't at least talked to you about that and told you what you own, he or she may not know. They may, they may not understand what I'm telling you right now, which is sometimes, which is times right now, value type companies are the place to be. Growth companies are getting hurt the most. And by the way, like Warren Buffett says, you know, when, when the tide's out, all ships go down. So everything's losing money, but what's losing money less on average? Well, these style boxes matter. So I'm going to look when you call me up and bring in your statements from your 401k. I don't expect you to know that, by the way. I do expect whoever's giving you advice to know that. And I expect them to articulate to you uh, the need to know that. But I will show you what you own and which boxes you're missing. And because my whole job in life is to create that holistic approach and I'm dealing right now with the asset side and I'm going to make sure that you're you've got what we call an all weather portfolio that you are diversified in style boxes and that you don't have too much money in small companies or too much money in large companies or too much money in internet type companies all that matters and and depending on the economy it depends on if you need to be overweight on some underweighted that's what you pay a person like myself to do for you and so i'm telling you all this um just to let you know that it it, sometimes it's not as simple as just going in and checking a box because your your neighbor or your friend did on your 401k or co-worker you really need to know why you're checking that box and and uh you know, a phone call away, you can get that with me. Um, but we need to make sure that you're prepared for what's going on. And this little bit of legislation is going to affect all of us. You know, um, I feel like that, that the current administration understands that there's 30 trillion in debt that we've piled on a lot more debt recently and continue, it looks like, to pile on debt. And that's why that we saw this huge increase in IRS agents being proposed in the past. Um, folks, it's not just the super rich going to pay. We're all going to have to pay. It, we just are. I mean, as interest rates go up, when you hear that we're $30 trillion in debt, you know who they borrowed that money from. 
people like you and me in countries. And so as they borrow new money, because that money gets renewed, the, the, in other words, you know, the, the, the car payment came due and you call the bank up and you say, uh, the term came due and you say, I'd like to renew that. I'd like, I'd like to take another loan out. Well, that's, that's what goes on. And so the new loan is at a higher interest rate. So it costs more and more for that 30 trillion. Well, how are you going to pay that back? Well, you need to get the economy going. So what? So people make money and you can tax them. And so get ready for higher taxes. Well, your advisor better be talking to you about Roth type investments mm. Roth is what Roth is a tax, tax free. free yes which we love we love it yeah. we love it and the younger you are the more I love it because you got time to allow it to grow because the difference between a traditional retirement plan and a Roth that traditional plan you get an immediate tax savings so Tony if you make a hundred thousand a year and you put ten thousand into a retirement plan that's traditional, you only get to sh- you get to show Uncle Sam you really made ni- you get taxed on ninety. You made a hundred, but ten is deductible. Okay, and so uh, it take it grows then tax deferred, and then when you pull the money out, it what happens on the growth you get taxed. The younger you are when you do a Roth, you don't get that benefit up front. Of if you made a hundred thousand, you put ten in a Roth, you're going to pay tax on a hundred. But the power is compound interest. That ten thousand in a Roth grows and multiplies, and when it comes out, it's tax free. Yeah. So, since we know. We know. I don't care if a Republican's in office. I don't care if a Democrat's in office. I don't care if an independent's in office. You gotta pay the bills. And the bill is yeah. thirty trillion. Wow. And interest on the bill is going higher. So be prepared. Don't allow somebody to lie to you over and over and not and you end up believing the lie. You are going to pay more taxes. They don't hire and equip them with guns, 85,000 new IRS people. I, I Did you see that, oh, my goodness, the ammunition and guns that the IRS oh. department has? I, what, what, why do they need guns? That scares me. <laughs> why do well, you need guns? But I'm sure Well, I don't know if it's a deterrent, but I, I know I don't want to hear that. Open no, up IRS. Yeah. No, no, huh? no, no. I mean, no, no, no. So um, we, need to, we need to take full advantage of every deduction we can do sure. or or every tax advantage plan we can because the bill uh, legislation that we're just we're talking about here it, it, it's in force and sure. so um the aim for the bill uh bill's cost to be covered uh at least in part they're saying that 15 percent minimum tax rates that will apply to corporations with yep. profits of one billion or more the bill also requires companies to pay one percent tax when they buy back their own stocks so that's um, how they're saying they're going to pay for it the, yeah, the bill's the, costs will be covered at least in part yeah. supposedly by a, a new 15% minimum tax rate for corporations that have profits of $1 billion or more. 
And then that's a tax that they have to pay, can't get out of no matter what. So yep. supposedly yeah. they can't use deductions or uh, other other things to avoid paying that tax uh, on their profit. So hopefully that will be able to cover most of this. But the, the bill is pretty big. It's big. And, and, and I do think that that's OK. You know, if you're making a billion dollars. You need to pay sure. some your fair share in taxes. I, sure. I get that. Yeah. I'm worried about my listener right now listening to me. Yeah. I'm worrying about their tax bill uh, going crazy because I'm going to tell you something. If you're making a billion dollars, you got options that you and me don't have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, do you realize that Apple left the country and moved their headquarters to Ireland? You and me can't do that. No. You know, um, but, but, but. But, hey, I hope that this part does pay for this thing. But it doesn't It doesn't uh, stop all that I was talking about. We still have $30 trillion debt. We still have uh, – this is still throwing fuel on the fire. It's still throwing more money. But maybe this little clause in here will help justify uh, in the long run um, by, by charging more. Now, I'm of the old school belief. What is that? lower hurdles for businesses, lower what they pay in taxes, and let them run. I, I think the trickle-down theory is correct. Um, the more companies do well, the more people they hire, the more they pay them in wages, and the, the more the country does. Uh, but but call me old-fashioned and, and uh, too much common sense. But... I, I do believe that there are parts in that what we just read, parts of the bill that that absolutely, you know, I, I think are needed. I, I, I'm, I'm not um, I'm not super happy when I have to pay what I have to pay. Sure. And, and then I find out somebody's not having to pay a penny because they, they got enough money to take advantage of the. Yeah, loopholes. see, that that's that's tough. And yeah. uh, that that's not good. And. Yep. And yeah, I mean, I mean, the fact you you were talking about the IRS, the IRS enforcement, the, all that money going there has drawn some really fierce criticism of the bill, and I'm glad we talked about that. Now, the 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 legislation is called the Inflation Reduction Act, Michael. Yeah. We we got to address this, uh, which it's attention grabbing. I mean, given that we're currently in the midst of enormous inflation rates that we haven't seen in decades. It seems that targeting inflation is the right move, but does this legislation actually do anything to cool or control inflation? Well, Tony, you know, according to the Congressional Budget Office, an independent agency that supply nonpartisan budget and economic information to Congress, that bill according to them, and this is in their words, is going to have very little impact. And so yeah. I feel like um, at the same time, you know, the Congressional Budget Office is predicting that the legislation will reduce the federal deficit by $102 billion over a nine-year period. Wow. I, I, I just I just don't know if that's – I don't know if that holds water or not. Right, but, right. Um, it, it could – if everything went the federal right deficit, and, and yeah. that's what they're projecting, but we'll see. But it is interesting that the nonpartisan uh, Congressional Budget Office says that w <laughs> it will have very little impact on inflation, even though it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. Why? Yeah. Why do our politicians always do this? They well, they, <laughs> they won't be name, elected. <laughs> they name the bills. I always laugh when I see the names of the bills because usually 
the name says, you know, uh, you know, the Social Security Secure Act or securing Social Security. <laughs> and then you read through it and, and it will do nothing to secure Social Security for the future. It actually ends up spending more money. So uh, and then this one's called the Inflation Reduction Act, and it does very little to reduce inflation. But well, this is a great topic. Uh, we have about five minutes left. Is there anything else on this topic you wanted to touch on? I, I just want to drive home. Um, no matter what uh, bill comes through, act, Congress goes on, you need to have a portfolio that you can adapt to what's going on. And that means you need to have a plan. And it needs to be a well-thought-out plan. So I'm going to ask you this. Do you right now have a financial plan that you could recite to me right now? Do you understand uh, what your number is, how much you need to retire? Do you understand what you're invested in right now and how it's going to react if we do go into a very deep recession or how it's going to react if this is a shallow recession. Mm -hmm. If you can't answer that for me right now, if you, if, if you say, well, you know, I don't know, then you need to give me a call. You really do. I, I, it's absolutely no obligation and it's something Tony, um, the audience, I, I just feel like they walk away worst case with my book, which is an excellent read. And best case, they walk away with somebody they've locked arms with that's really going to help them and their family reach their goals. Mm -hmm. So it all it starts, folks, with a phone call, 405-760-5863. We will talk about you, talk about me, and we'll get to know each other. And we'll come back again and we'll, we'll start to lay out a plan for you. So if you are interested in to know your number, to know exactly how much it takes to retire, if you're interested to know if you are doing the best you can do to protect your assets right now, then, um, give me a call. And, you know, when we look at your whole plan, it's much more than just the assets. I want to know about your liabilities. I want to know about your taxes. I want to know about your legacy, what you're leaving, how you want to leave it. Uh, I can show you in about an hour a, a really solid financial plan after I gathered the information I need from you. So one phone call to Michael McGuire. 405-760-5863. All right. Sounds good. And wow, what a show today talking about this Inflation Reduction Act and what you need to do to be ready. That does it for today's episode of The Bull and Bear Show with our host, Michael McGuire. Thank you for listening to The Bull and Bear Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael McGuire at McGuire Retirement Solutions. Call 405-760-5863 or visit them online at mcguirecap.com. 
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by McGuire Capital Management, the registered investment advisor in the state of Oklahoma. Michael McGuire and McGuire Capital Management are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.